Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And welcome to first episode after anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Would that go first circle? Full circle. And go back to how we started. Yes. With continuation of ghost stories. Ghost stories. This is Ghost Stories 4. Yeah, part 4. And so it's going to be a little bit of a mixture. It's going to have a lot of retelling of our some of our stories, a little bit about our experience with the paranormal, just in case we have a few people like jumping on board that had just followed us and haven't gone back through the whole 60-something episodes that we have. Mm. So that are just kind of jumping on, that kind of want to know our experience, know a little bit about us. And also, we're going to incorporate some new stories from investigations and stuff like that. And then on top of that, some listener submissions that we've received as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, funny enough, it, it, I know we talked about it a little bit in the last episode, um, but coming for a circle um, this time around, I guess these next, if we go another year of with these episodes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, we have abilities to yeah. influence what we do. And um, it took almost, uh well, it'll be a year in September that I gained these, my, uh, psychic abilities, yours you've had since, you know, your birth. I can remember. Yeah. yeah. I've had them since I can remember, but I really had like a, uh, yo-yo theory kind of, not theory. Why did I say theory? I have no clue, but kind of a yo-yo situation happened where like I'd have some years where I was like, okay, I'm, you know, gonna embrace abilities. No, I'm not so much. It scares me. Yeah, yes, I am. No, 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 I'm not. But like last year, as soon as we started the podcast, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm diving deep now. I'm not looking back. And honestly, now I don't think I could like stop myself from what I see, what I feel, what I hear, what I sense, all of that. Well, it took me that, oh, about six, seven months or so to figure out what. My abilities are yours is it generalized on the mm-hmm. psychic medium. Um, and every ability that is catalog or even recorded, um, you seem to be having, which is weird. Yeah. Cause like, you know, like it's kind of like you <clears throat> say you play on a sports team and then say, for instance, this, cause I played sports before on teams, let's say soccer, right? You have some soccer players that are better at defense and offense. And then some that can do goalie and some that can't do goalie. Well, it's like, for whatever reason, I'm not proficient in one. It's like I'm mellowed out, like I'm mellowed out and everything. But it does seem like, for me, the astral plane, like sleeping, is an intuition is probably my highest thing. I, I mean, I'm pretty getting pretty good at reading other people. Like, I feel like I do pretty good on... Like present stuff, if that makes sense. Like if I look at a person right now, I can tell you like what their true intentions are. And I've noticed if I don't like a person, there is a reason. Like there's, I used to cough it up as being, Oh, Megan, you just don't like people. It's okay. You know, but no, I found out now there's a cohesive like pattern. If I don't like somebody, there is a reason. There's an underlying reason and eventually it gets shown. So I don't know if other psychics get that too. Like they have a hard time meeting other people because they know sometimes they just know they don't like that person and there's nothing they can do about it. There's something about them that's not right. And, and, and like I was saying, in the nine months, I finally got clarification of what I am, or at least a piece of it anyway, uh, what we're, what I'm called. And there's so little of us that mm-hmm. 
there is not a lot of information on us. Yeah. As it's a, um, what we call shadow walker or a uh, spirit walker. Natives called it spirit walker. Yeah. Um, everywhere else was called shadow walker. And the only uh, one other one I've met, uh, is a woman named Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, who she, her abilities lie more on the light side of things. Mine, I focus on dark. Yeah. Cause that's why I technically hunt is dark and evil spirits and go after them. Hence why you guys really haven't heard a lot of EVPs. I would say for the last yeah. 15, 20 episodes, mainly because everything that would try to talk to us is now scared to get near us. Well, I don't even think. And it's plus we that, put a lot of protection. Yeah. I think yeah. it's more so like. There's the houses protect more because like when we started, we didn't protect. Yeah, we put more protection like around the house. So there's rarely I mean, I have we have it where like lighter spirits can come through if they want to. But darker spirits have a hard time getting through, which is crazy. Like every now and then something will slip through. But like. Um, before we had a lot of like kind of like negative shadow things kind of like I haven't really seen a shadow thing in the house for a while. Um, of course there's things that'll come through and sometimes there's portals created, which, you know, that happens. People don't know, but that happens. But, um, for me, like I feel comfortable a lot with salt protection for some reason. It's just resonated with me and, um, obviously crystals, but, um, when I started doing the salt protection around the house, like I would literally see, like I could hear and see things being halted outside. So yeah, that was pretty crazy. And I guess a first technical ghost story. Um, I don't know if I, I remember, I've, I, I know I talked about this on a haunted update or something else, but I guess more in detail now. And I guess this is around the time that I finally figured out to dif- to differentiate my hands with my ability is mm-hmm. left hand loses human spirits, right hand loses dark evil spirits or demonic. And that happened Halloween last year, mm-hmm. uh, where I was outside barbecuing with my son, and it was dark. Um, it was late because it was Halloween, whatever. But um, I was out there. He was playing with his toys, and it was lit, so you can see. But I saw a shadow figure, mm-hmm. thick enough to block out the light, run past me in my periphery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that got my attention. So I started feeling around with my hands, trying to find it. And it pulled me in the direction of the yard. And while I was getting close, but Killian, my son, was, oh, excuse me, was making his uh, hand signals that he was afraid because he has a speech delay and he, he can't really communicate, but he does communicate with a little sign language stuff. So he was giving me his little hand signals that he's afraid. And I go, what are you afraid of? And you came out and said, Killian's afraid of something. And he said, make the, a face of a monster, like he sees something of a monster because he pointed in the direction that I was getting pulled yeah. to. Yeah, and see, at that time, a little bit of a, a side note is, like, at that time, before we could fully, like, anchor, like, the energy around the house, he kept saying that he was seeing this monster thing that would stomp at him. And, like, he would say he'd see it in his sleep, he'd see it around the house, it was just as, like, a monster thing that would rah and stomp at him. He specifically said stomp, right? Um, so he was before this was saying that. So there's just a little side note. Yeah. So I walked towards it and I could feel the, the sensation in my hand, uh, my right hand, because my right hand was up because that was stronger what I was feeling it in. Um, the sensation, as I described to people, is like when your hand goes to sleep, that tingling, 
um, numbing sensation, but it starts in the center of my palm and spreads out through my, t- my entire hand. Sometimes it goes up to my wrist and stuff like that, stuff like that, depending on how strong this entity is. Yeah. And I don't know where my instinct was, but I decided to pull this entity, whatever it was. And I was sucking the, basically pulling the energy into myself through my hand. But the energy from what this entity was so strong, it felt like liquid electricity running through my hands, like up my arm, all the way up to my shoulder. Like, like it's just so much concentrated energy like I've never felt before. And whatever this was, was afraid because when I did this, it ran. It ran from me. Um, but still had enough energy left. So when you went over there, you heard it whisper your name. Yeah. So I did this thing. Like I've seen, I saw like different psychic practices where like you kind of like not disorient disorient yourself, but you basically like start with a blank slate and just let your intuition and gut kind of pull you. Right. So I literally kind of like closed my eyes and twisted and turned a little bit like you know so i could kind of not know which direction i was going and i just closed my eyes and i just walked to where i was feeling that it was coming from and i had walked all the way up to our neighbor's fence and right as i got to the fence and i was getting ready to turn to isaac and say hey it's over and as soon as i was like it was like murdered like it was, I can't go that deep because I'm not a. Yeah, it was like that, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like I could feel the breath. Like the best way to describe what it sounded and felt like, because I could kind of like it was like I could feel its breath. It was like, you know, the beast from Beauty and the Beast. If that thing was a thing, you know, that beast, like I, I don't like a beast. That's the only way I could beast human thing, which you know. Some people would say that's a demon. So. Yeah, and that would lead me to believe that it was a demon in the backyard. Um, not a high-ranking one. And studying demonology, I've learned there's different ranks. Um, but the reason I say that is because one of our investigations that we did um, with the team uh, at a library in Moorhead, uh, we actually invited – or he was he's part of the team or was part of the team um, – but he, he was a, a, a Jewish – he studied uh, Judaism, and he was very mm-hmm. knowledgeable in it. He considered himself a Jewish person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we invited him to do a prayer to help cross over uh, spirits that were there at the library. Mm-hmm. And we got permission from the elder spirit uh, who was considered a doctor. We called him a doctor because mm-hmm. he was a doctor at the yeah. time um, to cross over as many as we could. And what we did, everybody crossed. A lot of good spirits got basically crossed over to the other side. But what happened afterwards is that the sensation in my left hand, now left hand usually means human spirits or regular spirits. Well, because for us, we called on the archangels. Yes. But my left hand felt something and whatever it was grew intensity and intensity and the energy moved down my entire left hand all the way up to my left arm with so much intensity, not like the right hand time, I felt liquid electricity in the backyard, but this was still enough energy that I could feel it. And the only thing we could equivalent to, if it was the opposite of a demon, was an angel. Yeah. So that's what made me believe that what I experienced in the backyard was a demon. Now, I never encountered one when someone said, yeah, there is a demon here. Mm-hmm. So I can be 100% sure. Because right? right now, I'm a little over 50% sure it was. But yeah. until I actually encounter one... 
I'll say well, in the here's wild. The, here's the thing. <laughs> and so I actually encounter one, you know, through a person who's possessed or a place that has one there. I won't know we're 100% sure. Well, here's a backstory, too, about our neighborhood is there is these apartment buildings. And another backstory is, like, my family has lived in this neighborhood since the 70s. And um, there's an apartment building that always kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies even as a kid. Um, and apparently they had a bunch of haunted I- items in that thing in the apartment building that they had to take out of, and there was even some exorcisms. So, yeah. So there's, because once you open that portal, I mean, it's kind of there. And so I think there is darker entities because there's there's another like townhouse building area that's next to it. That I also get really bad vibes from. So, yeah. So that's a backstory about the neighborhood. So you're already kind of like in that. You know what I mean? And there's some houses in the neighborhood that like Isaac's hand will charge at. So. Yeah, a couple of times already. Yeah. And that's the word I use when I feel something near me is charge. Yeah. Uh, my hands charge when something's near. Um but yeah, actually a lot of investigations that we've done has encountered some stuff. Like the one time I saw um this dark figure, a shadow figure, mm-hmm. stare at me from the other side of a hall. Mm-hmm. And again, in the library. Um I was upstairs. Yeah. And the way the library is set up is is four rooms, one long hallway down the center. So the four rooms are separated by each one and uh you can see cuz there's no doors in each of these rooms, but there's, you know, access ways to get in. And I could see across from where in one room to the other room all the way at the end where I guess access to another room would be. Mm-hmm. So basically uh, doors are across from me, like at, doors are across from each other. Mm-hmm. And then they're also across from each other and, and like, and from like a vertical to her, never. I don't try to try to describe basically across the hall and across the hall on like yeah. different, different directions. But anyway, basically if you're standing in one room, you can see into the other room. So mm-hmm. I was standing in one room, looking to the other room and I see this thing peek around the corner. As if it would be in the hallway. And it peeked and looked at me. And I was like, what the heck is that? And it was so far away that I couldn't feel it, but I could see it. And it peeked around the corner and it's, it basically like hunched up its shoulders and kind yeah. of turned its head and like walked like, well, like really weird at me. Really? Um, and when I started, I flashed my light in the direction where it is, of course it disappeared. Jeez. Yeah. That library is something else, though. <laughs> there's a couple. If you search that library, there's a couple like investigators that have, I think, videotaped and recorded themselves at that um, location and stuff from the past to the present. Yeah. And there's some investigators that have like information about that location. So it's called the Webb Memorial Library. If anybody wants to look it up, it's in Moorhead City, North Carolina. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so I thought I would kind of like, uh, touch up on my abilities a little bit about what I see and how I see it. So the best way to describe it is sometimes when I see things, cause I see things in different ways. Like sometimes I'll hear things. Sometimes like I'll look at a spot and a normal person can't see what's there, but in my third eye, if that's the best way to describe it, I can see what's there. Um, there's also messages in the sense that like, if a song gets stuck in my head consistently and 
I'm like, I don't even like this song. I don't know why I'm singing this song. There's something with the song. So I'll look up the lyrics and there'll be a message in the lyrics or about the song or referring to the song. Um, and then I don't know. I would have to say my abilities is a lot of piecing stuff together. Like I get very, like my guides and stuff like that are very cryptic. They're not like straightforward and like, Hey, so you need to go to this place and in this place you're going to find this. No, that's not how it works with me. It's like they'll show me a triangle and it means I have to find three items that sync together, if that makes sense. So the best way to describe it too is if you guys have seen The Conjuring and Hello Rain Warren, I know this probably, I didn't watch, I haven't watched a lot of her stuff, like, like actual, like documentary stuff, but from what I've seen from The Conjuring, it's very similar, especially the newest one. Um, how she kind of go, like, she's, like, she's at the location. She sees, yeah, something tapping on the window. Mm. Yeah, something's tapping on the window. My sister passes it off as June bugs, but it's not. It's someone trying to get our, our attention. Like, I'm not kidding. Every time we do the podcast. Anyways. You were saying. <laughs> um. But yeah, like how she was, you know, she went, spoiler alert, everybody that's listening that hasn't watched the movie, skip forward. Anyways, but when she's in the woods and she's like seeing that girl's murder and like mimicking it and everything. So much of a spoiler. Okay. That's, um, that's literally how it plays out for, um, me. Um, when we, when we investigate with the team, um, there's other psychics on the team and it's kind of cool because we can combine abilities and like what one person might be lacking, the other psychic amps up. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, so. You know, it's weird. Um, I was remembering something specifically, uh, something I've seen twice and like I said, I haven't seen a lot of shadow figures. Um, not a lot, maybe like a handful, but uh, the one that. It stands out because it's so strange. Mm-hmm. I call it the the shadow cat. Or as, as oh it, yeah, I saw, I saw that exact same one, so I can attest that it, it doesn't look like a cat though, but it moves like one. That's true. Yeah. Um, it almost looks like a black giant slug, but it it looks furry. Well, see, like the one that I saw, because we saw it at the same location. Because I remember we went down and we were trying to kind of, because I don't know why we always end up splitting up, me and Isaac. Like we're always on opposite teams because, you know, they, they'll split us up, like split us into groups. And I'm more so with the other psychics. And then Isaac's kind of with like the paranormal investigators. Um, but I remember we met up and we were talking about like what we saw and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw like this shadow thing that like, the best way to describe it is like when you see something shape shift, like I saw like this, like, you know, like a typical like humanoid looking thing. And then it like shape shift into like a cat thing. And I even had like, it's even on video. I was like, whoa, is is that a cat? Like. I would say, I said it's the size of a cat or at least mm-hmm. a little bit bigger, but it moves like one. Yeah. Um, And the first time I actually saw this was in this house. Um, it was, oh yeah, I it was after, saw. it was after an interview I did with, um, excuse me, uh, James Anito and Carl Johnson. Yeah. It? I don't know why this name just escaped my head yeah. <laughs> with Carl Johnson, James Anito. Um, after the interview, I remember I went to the bathroom mm-hmm. and I was walking out and this thing ran between my legs back into this room. 
mm-hmm. from the bathroom. And that's maybe, mm-hmm. you know, a door ways down from where we are. So less than like, less than 10 feet. Right. Yeah. I didn't feel it run through my legs. I just saw it. Dang. And it moved into this room. Yeah. I remember you freaking out about it. I was like, in yeah, the cause room I was like, like what the, it, that was like, like the, why is there a cat? <laughs> that was like, for what I thought, that's what I thought it was for a second. Yeah. But after I looking at it, for, going, looking at it, it was like it moved. And it looked prickly. It looked big. It didn't have a head. It didn't have a tail. It didn't have feet. It just moved in that direction, like a shadow mass, shape of a cat, very dark and black, like a blackest black, like uh, fa- uh, uh, what's that? The black, black, the truest black of all black. I don't know. Phantom black. I think so. I'm not sure. I forgot what it's called. It's like it's so black that you try to light and then nothing reflects. Um, it or basically light disappears into it. Um, manta black. Is it manta black? I don't know. I probably figure out later. Yeah. Anyway, but that's how dark it was, and it moved. And it reminded when I saw it in the attic or in the attic. When I saw it in the library, it moved the same way in the same shape, but this time it went to the wall, and disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Best way to put it is it was like bouncing from like the actual floor to the wall. Like I saw it first at the wall, and then I looked at it, and it was like it was an actual cat walking, and then it bounced back to the wall. It was very weird. It was walking away from me. I think one of the most Things that still gives me the heebie-jeebies, kind of. Um, well, two or... Okay. Actually, I have two stories for you. Okay. First story, we were at a location, and it was outside, and it was like a Civil War memorial, I think. Um, and still, to this day, like, things that freak me out is, like, when I hear my name on, like, Ghost Tube or Necrophonics or even the SB7, because that's happened. And I remember as soon as we got there, I got drawn to, there was this little workshop area. And I got drawn to this workshop area. And I remember um, I kept going there. I kept staring. Like, I felt like I was staring at somebody. But then no no one was there. And it wasn't, some, nothing was really showing up in my third eye where I could see who the heck I'm staring at. And I would get things like, you know, like, uh, things that regarded like a blacksmith, like axe, hammer. Um, and it it was to a point where we could even hear like, you know, like when a blacksmith like pings on something, it's like the ping, ping, ping. Yeah. So I, I walked away from that from a little bit and one of the guys had the SB7, no, 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 it was ghost tube on and it said, I need Megan. And I was like, what the heck? So I went over there and I was able to get like some stuff and it probably help this guy a little bit that you know someone's there listening to him um but yeah so that kind of freaks me out still that like sometimes i'll hear or no another one that freaks me out is i need you psychic that freaks me out or i need help psychic that's happening quite not not me most of the time when you (laughs) ghost tube or like that it's always who is he who is him he's here it's never like they're happy to see me or anything yeah. like that. Well, because they're probably like, what the heck is this dude? <laughs> yeah, I only imagine to them what they see when I pull a spirit off the plane is probably like someone standing there. All of a sudden you see like their skin and hair and like everything being ripped off and pulled in one direction. Yeah. And nothing's left but a blank mannequin. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, my God, what happened to him? Yeah, right? And then like they start running off in different directions, which is not complete. Um, We call it not, not a complete. I don't say lie, but not not a totally unreal um, explanation. Because I remember, I think it was the first time we went to the library and I did a pull, um, what I call a major pull, 
uh, is where I pull from the ground. I basically mm-hmm. make a connection to the earth or base. And here, well, let me add this in real quick because just to give a person perspective that's listening. So I, okay, Isaac comes from Aztec stuff, right? Well, that's what most Mexicans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I remember just randomly on my TikTok for you page was this guy in Mexico, like he, they were doing traditional like Aztec like dances and stuff like that. And I kid you not, Isaac has not, I don't think he's seen any kind of Aztec dances, right? Like you've never really like studied it, like seen it, like captured it in your mind. Well, I remember it freaked me out because I was like, dang, this guy kind of looks like Isaac with like paint and stuff on, right? So I kept watching it and he did the exact same, like the position that Isaac goes to pull is the exact same thing that this guy did in the traditional dance and it freaked me out i remember remember me showing you yeah he was, insane. A, he was a jaguar warrior um yeah. and i think that's southern aztec either mine somewhere in between yeah anyway so i can make a connection to the earth and i pull from the ground basically i sent a pulse out <laughs> yeah i sent a pulse out of i assume a psychic energy out enough for me to gri- grab everything that's in that net and I basically pull it all towards me. And doing so, I can clear an entire area versus going one by one by one and trying to find them. Now, I do do the one by one by ones so I can determine whether this is a strong entity or a regular entity. Sometimes they run. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can get them. Maybe there's more than one. And I can't get them all because that'll take too much time because they keep running from me. When I do the ground pull, I can get a good radius of area and take out everything in that area. Even some people might have attachments or something like that. I usually can catch it all. But when we did this pool, um, the first time we were there, and uh, I did the pool in the main building, and then I did it in the basement. And in the basement was the scarier part because we heard, we had it was me, it was me, Mike, and Brandon, uh, other investigators on the team. We're in the basement, and we had I think it was Ghost Tube on. And when I was doing the pull, I kept hearing stop, don't, or stuff like that. You know, stop it, stop, like, shut up, right? It was basically mm-hmm. telling us that because while I was pulling, I think Mike was doing the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And whatever I pulled was intense. It was strong. It fought me. But what we saw on the ceiling after oh, I did the pull yeah. was fingerprints of claw marks Look, and the dust that was on the ceiling in this, like, brick stone basement like they were clawing as they were being pulled towards oh the direction gosh. where it was. And I think that was also. Mind you, these fingers mm-hmm. were bigger than any of us. Yeah. Like they were huge hands. They're yeah. being like basically they're grasping the ceiling and being pulled in the direction that I was pulling. Yeah. And like I had one of the most. So I've never. Okay. So anybody that doesn't know, you can get psychically attacked. And it depends on like it can be the entity. It can actually be like an actual person just like sending you stuff. Right and i remember so we had one night where we were basically before you get there the point i was trying to make yeah is after we did that right we were upstairs and everything was feeling right in the building mike who is like it's our lead psychic he's Mm -hmm. the most strongest one we have um was making connection with the regular spirits that were there because when i did a pool i'm only pulling dark only evil spirits Mm -hmm. at one time and all the good spirits that were left over were afraid of me Mm-hmm. Because I took out the big bands that were in the building that were causing them problems. Yeah. So like, oh, this guy must be super dangerous. We can take them out. Yeah. Um, and I basically said to them, I'm not a threat to you. Um, if you don't charge my right hand, you are no threat to me whatsoever. Right. I'm only here to make sure that you're safe. Yeah. 
And from then on, they seemed to be more uh, easy with me, mm-hmm. especially the kids that yeah. were there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember one night that we were there, because um, I think we went like a total of three or four times. Yeah. Uh, I have never... Well, yes, there was another time. So, I have never gotten like like i'm trying to think if i ever got emotional like it's kind of like when i go to a a location i kind of know you know there's death there's young kids sometimes that's you know there's people that's sad and i've been pretty decent at holding back like the emotional part like trying to just help them out as much as i can um but there is one time when I was supposed to like psychically, like I was psychically supposed to help with the basement because there was dark entities that came back and we went in the basement and Isaac did this poll and well, okay, let me, let me go back because there's more to this. So it started off, Isaac and them were like pretty much clearing the top part where there was evil like stuff, like, you know, basic like shadow things and stuff like that and he was you know pulling up at the top and we were in the kids room and me and one of the other psychics that i'm very close to she she was like oh i don't feel right something's off and then someone said hey let's go in the basement and i was like okay well i don't think we're supposed to go in the basements and that's when i got i think for my guides like hey don't do this don't just don't do this and so we weren't going to, but By the then way, your huh? spirit guides, spirit guides, Brady yeah. was like guides. What? Is she yeah, blind? spirit guides. Sorry. <laughs> um, and so you know, me and the other girl kept saying, "Hey, I don't think we should do this. I don't think we should do this." And um, the other guy was like, "No, you know, it'll be good. You know, don't don't show fear. You know, we'll be okay." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay." Um, and so we started making our way to the door of the basement and like he's kind of gearing himself up because i feel like he was a little bit nervous too as soon as he opens the door this burst of energy like you could feel it like flies up the steps and in the puddle at the bottom of the stairs was this woman's face i kid you not like i don't even know how sorry i'm like poking the table because i'm like into this Mm. um I don't know how that even formed, but there was a woman's face and I have the picture to prove it. Like there was a woman's face in the puddle. So me and the other psycho are like, we are not going down there. It is, we cannot go down there. And he, you know, he goes down there and then the rest of the guys and uh, gals come down from upstairs and they're like, Hey, where's this guy? Um, you know, where is he? And I was like, oh, he's in the basement. And he was like, what? Why did he? The main leader was like, why did he go in the basement? So then they followed down because um, they were saying like something got something called him down there. Like something is telling him to go down there. So then they went down there. Isaac, Mike and Brandon, the leader, went down. And um, basically, I was supposed to help like psychically. And so we go down there. And as soon as we go down there. Um, the rest of the group goes and sits in another room and it's basically me. Sorry, I had something on my head. Me, Mike, Isaac, and Brandon. And we're down there. And one thing like I was hearing, I don't know. I think Mike said he heard it too, but like you hear running. It's an ant. Oh, the ant on your shirt. Kill it. Kill it. Okay. 
Um, but we um were down in the basement, and um, I start hearing voices. Like I kid you not, there's there's water running in the back, and I'm hearing voices inside the water. If that makes sense. Like as the water's running, you can hear voices and they say, you know, water's a conduit. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it was like, like, that's weird that I can even reenact that, but okay. But that's what it sounded like. Okay. (laughs) That's what it sounded like. And someone peed the pants. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, the fuck? Anyways. Um, so that's what it sounded like. And I was getting like, I started getting like my, the entrances of my root chakra. Like getting super like like I don't know what was happening like it was bad, and so I started breathing heavy like I couldn't breathe like it was like <gasps> like that's literally how I was breathing and I was like I was like I don't know we need to come on like we need to do this I need to get the hell out of here you know and so he pulled I went on Isaac and I like I didn't want to freak people out but I had to prevent myself from screaming like that's how much energy or whatever I was feeling and it oh my god it was it was not pleasant and then after i started busting out crying and like i think i freaked the other two guys out like brandon and uh mike because i started like busting out crying like it was like hyperventilating crying it was just so much energy it was crazy Mm. what's strange about my pools right um is that some of these pools have shape the energy that i pull from the ground have shapes um, I can equate them to feeling like a rectangle, like a long box almost, mm-hmm. about the size of my hand, or a Rubik's cube, let's say, that's really long. Yeah. That that can that not that consistency, but that shape. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a cylinder that I pull. Right. Only one time ever, it was like muck, like oil, like like I'm pulling out like uh, goo and goop, essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, was when we did this uh, pull at a place that was supposedly invested with demons, or at least one for sure, mm-hmm. called the Witching Road. And we did the pool there to help a girl spirit move on. Mm-hmm. And when I did the pool from that, that area, um, it felt like I was pulling a sludge out of the ground. Like, uh, like it, was, it reminded me of like a sock stuck in a toilet. Yeah. I know that sounds gross, but yeah, it felt like black, inky mess that I was pulling from the ground. Um, and if that's what a, I wouldn't say he was a high ranking demon, but that's what it feels like. Then that's what it was. Something that was stuck in the ground, like oil. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But majority of the time, after I've done more pulls from different areas, they start taking shapes. And the shapes that I feel the most are either cylinders or cubes. Sometimes they don't have a shape at all. Sometimes they're just pure energy running through. Yeah. Um, only in certain areas I've noticed that places that are pretty intense have shapes. Yeah. Oy. What? Weird. I know someone's probably listening like, the freak or do these guys do? Well, like I said, I didn't, I didn't ask for this ability. It just kind of came to me. So. Yeah. It was kind of like during that huge, like September spiritual awakening part too. Yes. Which, you know, uh, if you t- take stock in that or maybe you gained some abilities around that time or maybe ability was awoken inside you. Cause according to our friend Mike, um, Technically, I've always had these. It just, it took forever to, you yeah. know, awaken. Which, funny enough, after speaking to my mother, because I had to talk with her and ask her, you know, is there any psychics in the family? She says, no. 
like that. I was like, okay. And then she tells me like, well, I don't know if it's a psych or not, but Lucia, if there's a ghost or nearby, I can feel that it's there. I'm like, mom, that's, that's a psychic <laughs> ability. It's like, it is. I was like, well, you think anybody could do that? She's like, no. It's like, well, people can feel when something's there. That's a sixth sense of presence, but not know when a ghost is there, like know who it is and stuff like that. No, that's a psychic ability. And she's, yeah. oh, okay. And I was like, well, she never, I, I'm pretty sure she suppressed it to a point where it's just like, it's just there because she's, you know, very Catholic and re- very religious. So her believing anything in the supernatural is like a big no no. Yeah. Um, so, but I think that's where this, not to say I get it from her, but I think I gained the ability to have this from her. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, I figured that mystery out where it came from, losing my bloodline anyway. Yeah. Um, but like you saying, if Aztecs warriors were doing it, or at least a shadow walker or a spirit walker back way back when, then that would make sense. How it's through my bloodline through the Aztec side. Yeah. And if any of you guys listening are native and have more like back back information about what do they call it? Spirit, spirit walkers? walkers. Spirit walkers. If you want to share it with us, that would be great because we'd like to know more about it. Yeah, because I also find out that my great grandfather on my mother's side was Native American by the Chitao tribe. If I'm saying that right, Chitao. Yeah. Yeah. And then my abilities are definitely generational. They, um, my mom has abilities. My grandmother has abilities. I'm sure it goes all the way down the line and it stems from Italy. Um, uh, fa- that side for sure is, uh, Italian. And then my, biological father is native as well so i don't know i don't talk to him so i mean i don't know i don't really have a way unless i do like a 23 and me type situation and <laughs> dig deep i know he's a huge chunk of native american though so now yeah. um got kind of that out of the way um i think i'll hit a uh a familiar ghost story that i guess people like about the ranch yeah but then again there's so many it's hard to choose. Yeah. But uh, I'll bring another one up because it's very short uh, about a shadow figure girl that I saw. Yeah. And most shadow figures that we've seen from the hat man to other things like that, they've always been just a solid figure without any detail to them. Yeah. Other than the, the silhouette of them. But this little girl in a Victorian age dress, just from the, the, the lacy uh, look of her dress. Was in my room. This is in Texas on the ranch when I slept in the, uh, the building that my grandfather built because he had like 10 kids. So he built an extra building to house more of them. And it was made of concrete. It looks like an apartment building almost. Mm-hmm. And I had one of the rooms because I wanted to move out, but not far away. Yeah. Um, I had it. I was, I was halfway awake and I heard someone say, get up, get up, get up. And then boom on my, my nightstand, uh. right? But in the loud get up, what I saw was a girl, little girl, all black. Every inch of her was black. Like her skin, her Ooh. nails, her hair, everything. I'm not talking about black like African American. I'm talking black like the color black. Like she was covered in ink. Ew. And her, her clothes and all that were just like black. And she basically slammed on my nightstand. And I basically woke up and I could see like my water bottle that was sitting there. It's like moving like something, like something hit the desk hard. It's yeah. one of many. Oh yeah, ghost no. Like I have, I have, I probably ha- could write a book with the amount of ghost stories that I've experienced. Um, oh, okay, one. I think I mentioned it on one of the like haunted updates, but there was one recently. So, 
I see a lot of messages, a lot of stuff like in between the dream and awake state. Like, um, and my son, he's just, he's like me. Like when I was a kid, I had a very weird sleep schedule. Um, and he does too. Like he, like he has a hard time staying on a schedule and sometimes his days and nights flip and it's weird. Um, but one night he was, it was kind of like one of those periods where like he went through a phase where he was like up at weird hours of the night and I had dozed off. He was playing with his toys and I had like dozed off where I was going in between awake and asleep. And I think it was a night we did an investigation, I think. And we had came home and he had woken up and then I hadn't fully gone to sleep yet. I was laying on in the play area we have for him. There's like a futon. And I was laying on the futon and I was like, kind of like in between awake asleep, like my, my eyes were like open shut, open shut. And at that time it was still cool outside. So we had the windows open. I think that was when the AC broke too. Um, so we had the windows open and in my like third eye as I was sleeping, whatever, I could see the like curtains. Cause my grandma has those like old school curtains, like that are lacy and like go from the ceiling down. Anyways, I could see them being pushed and someone's like wet hand, like they had been in water for a long time, climbed through and then I heard one of my guides, Megan, wake up, Megan, wake up, wake up, Megan, wake up, right? And so I woke up and I, before I woke, like opened my eyes, I could see a girl with a white dress, long, like it was like a sundress, long, stringy brown hair, but it was like soaking wet. And her skin was like, like almost plastic looking because of the water. And her veins were like really dark, weird color. And she came, like she climbed through the window. Like I could see her like climbing up into the window. And so I was like, all right. And anyway, so something the whole night was telling me, do not leave Killian by himself. Anyways, I got hungry and I was like, well, the room, the kitchen is literally right next to it. So let me go just like get a snack. So I went to get a snack and I see my son running out of the room, like, like with his hands covering his face. Like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Right. And so he goes and he goes in his room, lays down, goes to sleep. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to clean up. And, you know, he's going to sleep. That's weird. You know, he was fully awake just a second ago. Anyway, so I'm cleaning up like the toys in the playroom and then I go because the laundry room is connecting to the playroom. And so I go in the laundry room and I am open the fridge and I go to get a drink. And the way the playroom is, is it was basically a garage and my grandpa like refixed it and made it like rooms like he added on to the garage and made it like these extra rooms and it doesn't look at all like it was a garage. So just people saying, oh, my God, the playroom's in the garage, you know, just in case no one got that. But anyways, so the door was weird. It was like you had to literally latch the door like it's a normal like bedroom door, but you got to latch it instead of like, you know, anyways. So my grandmother just has this thing where she's like, you got to latch the door. So I was like, OK. And so I I didn't latch it, but I left it like closed and I go and I pick up a drink and I look quickly. Something tells me, hey, Megan, look, right? So, like, I look and it's this woman. She looks like she's from the 1970s, like, got the whole thing. Like, I remember seeing specifically, like, she's got gold rings on her hands 
and she's coming out of the door. Like, she's, like, just coming out of the door. Like, she just opened it a crack and it's, like, sneakily, like, sneaking through. So, yeah, that was that. And that happens on a regular basis with me. So, <laughs> but still, like, when I see something that's not necessarily my third eye, but it's more like I'm seeing it straight up. Because it's, like, a difference. It's, like, I'm being shown a movie in my third eye, if that makes sense. But when it's, like, my reality becomes the vision, that freaks me the hell out. Yeah, I, I one I guess the uh, catch twenty two of my ability is that um, I can't see them, mm-hmm. I can't hear them. Um, I can kind of see them, I can kind of hear them. If I focus hard on it, but it's trying to. It's like looking through murky water or trying to remember a dream. How foggy it looks. It's never clear, um, and I think that's on purpose. Ooh, I just got chills because I just made a connection. What? So the best way for anybody to know what i kind of go through or or know my perspective if you guys have ever seen the gift it's an old school movie probably in the 90s it's got keanu reeves hillary swank i forgot that one lady's name she's like popular actress now Uh, i forgot her name but the other guy that was in little miss sunshine he's always in comedies that guy anyways the gift i think it's on netflix or amazon prime but basically how she sees things is identical to how I see things. And, um, yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting because Keanu Reeves plays like a, a mean ass dude in that movie. Like an abusive well, husband. Well, it was the early 90s before he started getting. So you know, like anyways, but that, that movie is the best. I remember I watched it and like when I, when I saw when that, it freaked me the F out because there's a scene where, uh, no, Katie Holmes is in it too. Katie Holmes is in the bathtub and she's dead. I think I just spoiled it for people, but oh well. Well, you keep talking about it. Anyways, but it's, it makes sense because she's in just the bathtub. Say, go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. Do. But she's in the bathtub and like she wakes up out of bed to go look at her bathtub because like in her third eye, it's like the water is gushing out of the bathtub. She goes and she sees it. And Katie Holmes you is said like, you were spoiling it. Now you just keep talking about it. Well, because I got to <laughs> explain this because her skin looked exactly like the skin that that woman came through. And I had seen the woman before I rewatched the movie. Or you described the woman in the shining when she was in the tub after killing herself. Really? Yeah. You've never seen so. a shining? Not the whole way through. <sighs> I know. I love horror <laughs> movies, but some of the movies, the classics, I have not seen. I mean, that's a better description because most people have seen the shining. That's so. true. But yeah. Did you have some, uh, ghost stories? Yes. So funny enough, we had a huge, um, what should I call it? A huge, not huge. I keep saying huge, but it's not. But basically a liking to some of our videos on TikTok. We started posting ab- about stuff a lot. And we got a couple of ghost stories. And so one of the first ghost stories that we got was um, her handle on TikTok is Vegas Ghost Girl SPI. And this was her story that she sent in. When I was four, I had my first ghost encounter, but at the time, I didn't know he was a ghost because I could see him like you and I. His name was Billy, and he was my age. He wore jean overalls, and he had no shoes on, had a dirty face and feet. He would show up at my back door early in the morning, and we would raid my mother's garden. And thinking back, he never ate, 
When he spoke to me, he never moved his mouth, but I could hear him. Confusing as an adult, let alone a little four-year-old. We would play with my neighbors. Horses, hide-and-seek was our favorite. But when I asked him to come and play in the house and meet my mom, he would run to the back of my house and poof, he was gone. I just thought he ran... I just thought he ran fast and had to go home. He was my friend for the next two years, and then we moved, and that was it. I lived across the street from Letchworth Village in Stony Point, New York, which was an asylum for the mentally challenged and criminally insane. He could have been attached to the land, and I lived across directly across from the asylum. Shit. Yeah. Could you imagine? That makes sense, though, because... And I think she... I believe... I'm not 100% sure. I think she told me that she's actually like she sees like she's got abilities um herself so that would make sense because i would see like when i was a kid and i think i mentioned this early on but basically when i was a kid i saw the hat man a lot and it would he would always come with this girl and she would sit on my bed wake me up and tell me the story of how she died and she would tell me and some other psychics that have read me have picked up on her um I think she, I haven't seen her since. I think she just like follows me. Maybe I haven't seen the hat man since knock on wood. So hopefully I don't, um, basically I don't think he'll come around with me anymore. Yeah. You could probably pull him. But anyways, he would basically, the hat man would stay at my closet. Um, so he basically would hang around my closet and he would just stare. He would, it, it was, it was a weird feeling. Like I don't, think he was gonna have any malicious intent towards me but then at the same time it was very uneasy feeling as a kid um but like she said i would see see people like you and me like i uh, there was no like oh that's a ghost you know it would be like i'd see a normal person and then um but this girl would just sit on my bed and she looked like she was from the 70s she's very tomboy looking because at first i didn't really know if she was a boy or a girl but then her voice was very girlish and she had like the typical like 70s looking glasses that like boys wore that's why i thought she was a boy but she wasn't um and she was talking about how people would always look at her like get annoyed with her like she would try and um, talk to her parents because her parents were kind of like not not super wealthy but like upper middle class and like they didn't like her interests they wanted her to be more like prim and proper and she just wasn't that way she would like to play like sports outside and stuff and she was talking about how she would always get under the skin of this cafeteria worker like she didn't like the food or something she would always like kind of make fun of her and then one day after school, her parents were late picking her up and the cafeteria lady asked her, um, to come inside this, the cafe, this room or whatever. And basically she says, I don't know if this is real. So if anybody has any details on this, uh, let me know if this is an actual real situation because you told the story before. So. Yeah. And basically the cafeteria lady, she says beat her to death and that's how she died. Mm. And that her parents played the role of, you know, upset and whatever. And she thinks deep down they were upset. They were heartbroken by her dying or missing. They don't, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if they know. Like I said, I was four years old, but I remember waking up and telling my mom this and my mom freaking out thinking, Oh my God, like, 
because I the it was weird because how I would describe it because when she would oh I'm getting chills because I'm talking about it <laughs> okay um right before like she would appear and the hat guy would appear my the TV the little like tube TV that I had like the little I mean it was like a square box um would go static or would skip because it was VC VHSs at the time. Remember those kids? Yeah. So, yeah. What other ones you got? Oh, yes. And I have another one. This one's a pretty lengthy one. Um, so this is another person that is on TikTok. Um, and her name is Emily. Um, so this is, this is her story. She says, I have a few stories, but this one was by far one of the weirdest. I used to go to the lad school in Exeter on a regular basis with a group of friends. It was a, an abandoned mental facility, the first in our small state of Rhode Island. It was known for having understaffed nurses, one example being at one time that they had over 900 patients with the flu and only five ni- nurses to care for all of them. The conditions were horrible and patients were treated equally as horrible. One of the last remaining buildings was the hospital, which we were told was one of the most haunted, other than the woman's facility, which was totally boarded up in the back and unable to access. One summer in late August, I went with my regular friends, TJ, Josh, Amanda, and a newcomer to our group who I honestly forgot the name of. We did our usual tour of the hospital, which was a large circular building that was accessed by an open window. The first thing we noticed is we could see our breath upon entering. It was over 90 degrees outside, but we kept going. When we entered through the window, this time we noticed a curtain that was strewn across the floor. It hadn't been there before, but we ignored it and continued our usual journey to the roof. And then, yeah, we would make our journey to the roof and then make our way down. Usually we didn't have any experiences, or maybe we just didn't notice anything. But this time, as we were making our way back to the window, we took a route that we normally didn't take. There was a long highway, hallway that connected the two wards of the hospital, one for the severely disabled and one for regular patients of the hospital. Little did we know that this connecting corridor was actually the morgue. Unbeknownst to us at the time. Unbeknownst. 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 I'm reading. Call me a bad reader. Sorry, guys. I know that's okay. To us at the time, as we were in the middle of the hallway, suddenly a deep cold came over all of us, and we all stopped dead in our tracks. None of us could move our legs, including the new person, who actually was there on a first date with TJ. We couldn't move our legs for a good five minutes, and during that time, all of us could feel the cold air surrounding us. Even though we were next to bright windows leading to the outside where it was warm just a minute before. My friend Josh was the one next to me, and during what felt like an eternity of standing there, unable to move whatsoever, we heard a loud, low growl, which sounded like it was right in our ears, right behind us. I could even feel the breath move my hair across my face as it happened. Is that it? We were unable to move, or sorry, we were unable to move or even turn around to see if there was actually someone behind us, which made it even worse. Shortly after that, we were able to move again, and our legs felt that tingling feeling after, after basically, like when you get a Charlie horse, but still we were able to get out of the dreaded hallway. We turned around to see if there was, in fact, anyone behind us, and there wasn't, of course. But on the way out, we 
noticed right next to us was the morgue. Knowing that all this happened right next to the morgue sent a serious chill down my spine and me being the fearless leader of the group told everyone to run. We raced back to the familiar window that we came in from, except this time we noticed that the curtain, which was placed by the window we had had entered, was now in the doorway. We had not moved it. We hadn't accidentally dragged it on our feet getting in. We were so spooked at this point we didn't investigate it further. That will forever be one of the most terrifying encounters at the lab school. It had, it had since been torn down due to many people being robbed there, or maybe they plan on building on top of it. There is now a school close to it for troubled youth who were the cause of the robberies. But the history of this place makes me feel like it's tainted ground and nothing can be built on top of it. Needless to say, the newcomer to our group was so horrified by this experience, we never heard from them again. They bolted as well as... They bolted as well, all went into our cars, and did not want to continue any adventures with us. TJ never heard from him again, and even though they were both very interested in each other at the start of our investigation. Hmm. Dang. Well, I think that's a good way to sum up um, today's episode. Yes. And probably ghost stories will be a continuation episode, because we have so many... Yeah. Um. So look to, forward to Ghost Series Five within a couple of months. Yeah, we're probably <laughs> doing closer to like Halloween. the spooky season. Yeah. 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 Uh, next week, is going to Isaac's. No one in Texas <laughs> sounds like that. Well, at least no one that I've met anyway. No, yeah. they have a little bit of a twang. Like North Carolina's. Like North Carolina is different, but I lived in Texas. Majority no, of my life. No, I have heard. Boop, they have boop, like boop, that boop, George boop. Strait twang. I never. Unless you're from Austin. Ain't in y'all's is the most far anyone get with redneck accents in Texas, right? Especially where I live in rural Blanco, Texas, outside of San Antonio. Uh, I right? beg to differ. I live here and I hear it from everyone talking like this and getting than you would and meet, you know, more more than I ever heard in Texas. I heard little kids mm-hmm. go, we ain't going hunting. You know, I was like, oh <laughs> shit, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Next week's uh, episode is on Texas haunts. Yeah, and lores and legends too. We're gonna yes. kind of like morph that into that. Like, what is Texas known for, paranormal wise? Yeah. Um, couple shout outs. I would say. Um, one. Um, if you're a fan of Believe Mazar, because most people who are fan of ours are fans of theirs. Yeah. Uh, they celebrated their one year anniversary as, as we did. Yeah. Um, and actually got to be on one of their Patreon episodes. Where we rediscussed the bonus episode that they did about me and my um my multi reality splitting episode things I used to have, yeah. where I get to see other versions of myself. Which I think we do a follow up episode on next. I have a new theory about it. Yeah. Um, eventually, sometime soon. Uh, but yeah, I actually get on there to talk about that, and not only did I. You know, talk about that, but I blew their minds again. <laughs> With your abilities, I, yeah. When I talked about being yeah, a shadow walker, essentially. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you get to hear their reaction on that. Um, you could join their Patreon if you want. Yeah. Um, I, I, I suggest it, you know, because they got a lot of cool stuff they have on there. Uh, eventually we'll get our own. Yes. Uh, depending on depending how many people actually want to listen to it and actually want a Patreon from us, want extra content and all that stuff. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, we might take a poll, depending on how people say if you want it or not. Yeah. You know? anyway. We hold off into it. Maybe we grow a little bit more. Another shout out that I want to do, because he was kind enough to shout us out on his life. Um, I know not a lot of our listeners, but 
ones that made the voice anyway are Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, either Mexican or Latino of some kind. And there is a podcast that I have grown to love called Isimo Podcast. Um, I-S-M-O, I-S-M-O. Yeah, Isimo Podcast. Um, three guys, all comedians, uh, all Mexican, um, talk about life. They shouted us out on their live? Well, uh, Geraldo Geral- Geral- did. What? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I did. You weren't listening. I was probably halfway asleep or getting yeah. a message, so I need to get a voicemail. No, because like, I, com- I commented and stuff like that. I asked him, um, could you, because uh, we were talking about something, and he asked, like, what do you do? Because he was like five or six people in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like one o'clock in the morning. He was doing this live. But um, I asked, oh, I'm, I'm a podcaster. I've had Hidden Shadows podcast, Paranormal Podcast. And he goes, what is this? So he checked it out while he was there on the live and said, oh, okay. And he talked about it a little bit and stuff like that. It was pretty what? cool. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. And I told him, oh, thanks for the shout out, man. I'll shut you up my next episode, which that was like three episodes ago. I just remember. <laughs> I keep forgetting oh my every time. Oh, gosh. Anyway. But yeah, if you're like like myself, I grew up in America since I was a kid. I don't sound Mexican when you hear me talk, but I am a hundred, well, 90-something percent Mexican. Um, and I lived with this this lifestyle. And if you want to in, in, get gain depth and knowledge about being Mexican in America and stuff like that and, and growing up this way, especially with not learning Spanish and, you know, being a kid of being a kid of Hispanic descent, uh, they tell their perspective in a very funny way. And I, and I, I love their podcast. Something new I found and it's, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, Isimo podcast. You should take it, check it out. Um, even if you're not Hispanic, there's, they're funny. What the shit they yeah. talk about, right? It's, it's, it's hilarious. Um, but yeah. So. Yeah, if you guys want to check out that Patreon episode of Believe in Bazaar well, that I was on, where I talk about being a shadow walker, I go a little more detail about it um, and follow up on my um, multi-reality splitting yeah. condition I went through that's no longer here anymore. Also, going to add in there real quick, um, I will be doing the first bonus episode where it's all about my abilities and psychic stuff and having some people on that have abilities Stuff like that. It's going to be a once a month bonus episode. So that one's going to be coming out. I don't know the exact date, but I'll let you guys know on Instagram the exact date of that. Yeah. And with that, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes.